1: Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Do you ever have a situation where you run into somebody and you say, I know you from somewhere? Just, I can't place the face. Well, check this out. There is a cop in Minneapolis Mm -hmm. who stopped a driver for some traffic infraction. The driver then looks at this cop after a couple of minutes during the the stop and says, (gasps) Huh. You are on OnlyFans. That's right, you're that OnlyFans model that I've been following for several months, and I think I saw you having sex. um, With your husband on OnlyFans. So that gets reported to the Minneapolis Police Department, and now the brass uh, there is investigating this officer, um, because the big question they have now is, has she violated any rules by doing what she's doing? And apparently, her page has been up for several months at least. And by and the way, he paid $29.95 a month to watch this. That's what He said something like that, 29 dollars Well, he paid to he watch it. it. Yes, he paid to watch it. So yes. this is a little bit, we have some audio. Uh, our affiliate in Minneapolis, Fox 9, actually spoke to the motorist who was pulled over. Um, he wanted to remain anonymous, so that's why you'll hear his voice digitized, but uh, this is what he said about the traffic stop. We was doing a little talking and checking, you know, As brothers, we was like, man, that's,
2: she got her only fans page, I'm on her only fans page. You gotta go to the the VIP, and you get to see the videos of her and her, or her, about her husband or whoever that is, they do fool because you. you can't arrest me no more. I see your parts to be me, and I just you your last night for $29.99. I, have sex. Yeah. I, know, I just can't respect that. I respect you more, the, the that
1: you for. Dude, you so paid. I, you I don't paid know if you paid twenty nine ninety nine. I don't know if it was for a month. It, and now you can't respect her. I mean, also it doesn't matter. Seriously.
2: It, it also doesn't matter. Like, the law is the law, and she's upholding it. But it doesn't matter whether or not you respect her. There's plenty of people out there that don't respect cops, and we see it every day. This is the stupidest thing. This is this is absolutely absurd. I, can't I think it's believe an absurd policy. I, well, yeah. I mean, well, I,
1: well, I, well, hold on. We should say that there are, there are rules in the Minneapolis Police Department for what off-duty officers can do. Uh, excuse right. You me. can't do anything excuse that's me. not compatible with police work. No, it's, yeah. includes it, it talks about... Ha- having sex or doing sexual things in an establishment. That right. feels like a well, strip club. That's going to be your home.
2: adult entertainment in the form of nude, semi nude, or topless exhibitions. I mean, she's doing this in no, her but, own home. But that's in an, an establishment. Well, that's not, that's be, her,
1: not her home. Well, that's going to be the, the dispute, right? Is why are I, we, I agree with you that it's written wasting? for a strip club, but will that now. With the Okay. If real she's talk, doing well, a good job on, real, and development a good of police Onlyfans, officer, yeah. like,
2: let her be a cop and, and do what she wants to do on her own free time. Right, we, do, we, do, we should you, say, do you have a, pro- do you a
1: problem with her doing this? We should say that the officer has been on the force for a long time. Uh, reports out of Minneapolis. She's a respected officer. Right, so let's uh, get rid of a good let's get rid of good cop, her guys. Work. Good, do good pro- job. Do you have a problem that she's on OnlyFans having sex with her husband on the side, not affecting her job? Do you have a problem with that? If she's not. Presenting herself on the page as a police officer, there's nothing that says I'm a Minneapolis police officer. I, I don't. No, I I guess I don't. I guess I don't. Uh, and, And it's just, and it's just dumb luck. I mean, really, what are the chances that she happens to pull over someone who is actually? paying to see her conscience. She turns out to be a, a cop that's too popular for her own good.
2: I'll tell you what's gonna happen here, and we did a story on this. There was a, a WWE wrestler named Mandy Rose who had an OnlyFans account. She ends up getting fired by the company because they didn't like what she was doing, and now she's struck it rich and has made more money than she's ever made. So I know she doesn't wanna lose her job, and I think it's not right if she does, but if that ultimately does happen here, I bet you she ends up making at least uh, a bunch more money
1: because of it. I will say the mayor's office um, they, what they've said so far, and this is a police investigation, but a spokesperson for the mayor's office has said that if this were just a case of some nude photos that are behind a paywall, the mayor would have no issue with that. So it's sound, based on what this motorist is saying, it's more than just nude photos behind a paywall. Well, so what? So, it's like, I get it. But I, I, to your point, if the mayor's fine with nude photos behind a paywall, what's then the, what's fine? friends. Yeah, what's whatever they're the doing behind friends? a paywall. Yeah, and it's like, at a point, we are so hung up on this stuff in this country. This stuff? What stuff is it you're talking just about? Just on sex. I mean... got right, to say it. That's my yeah, point. Just I mean, say it like, you saying this stuff. You may not like it, but you don't have to pay $29.99 either to watch it. And it's not affecting her job, presumably. She's still a good cop. But reporting. I will say, that the motorist, when he paid that $29.99... He had no idea that this was a police officer. So what? If he knew it was a police officer, what? Would, what? He he would, not, he, would he not pay? Would he not pay? The answer is he would still pay. If he was into it, <laughs> In fact, he'd he's probably still pay, pay, pay more if he knew he's it He's pissed off that he got a ticket and he wants to go after her because she went after him. And I mean, that's what it sounds like. I, I want to hear from people watching this. Do, do, you you have to, a, do
2: you want me to do some research, Harv, uh, on behalf of the company? No,
1: no, no. <laughs> but I want to hear from people who are uh, Skyping in. Do you have a problem with this?
2: Yo, listen, this is Dupree, G.O.D., East New York, Brooklyn, we here. I do not have a problem with it. I can imagine myself being at it, getting stopped for a taillight, like she pulled me over, and I'm subbed to her for, like, months, and I don't know right now if to be turned on, excited, or be scared that she's about to get a ticket. I'm Honestly, if I gave her a big tip, I'm going to ask for a discount, and she's doing a service to the whole county. No, you can't say that, okay,
1: you can't say to the- not the greatest you can't say to the officer, hey, I'm on your OnlyFans yeah, and, I, and I tipped you, that you very that well, so not, can you not, let me not, go? Not a good idea. I mean, although, it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked that question because I didn't expect to get that back. Okay, we gotta move on. Yes, moving on to a big revelation about Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson and their living arrangements. They are living under the same roof right now. And it has led a lot of people to believe that, um, that Khloe is gonna take him back, give him yet another chance, and that actually is, causes a, de- a debate amongst Kardashian fans. Should she let him back, should she not? Well, well clear th- things up on the latest episode of their show. That's the point. Uh, she is talking about, this is a conversation she's having with Tristan um, and it certainly sounds like he is entertaining the idea of getting back together, but I think she closes <laughs> that door once and for all here.
3: What's going on with your house? Because well, you're going to eventually go back there. Yeah. Um,
1: as of right now, the roof or is I,
3: still Or I inside. have a feeling you're over there poking little holes in the ceiling. like just like, like this.
1: Yeah,
3: Let's get more flood damage so you're here longer.
1: (laughs) So right now, it's literally like a bunch of construction going on. Can't wait for you to see the finished product.
3: (laughs) Trust me, I can't wait to see the finished product either. I love love, and I am a hopeless romantic, but that's not going to change how I feel and what happened. We're going to be in each other's lives for the rest of each other's lives because of our kids. So I'm not going to fight that. And where I'm going to make sure it's as nice as possible for me.
2: And and look, we've kind of known that this was a living arrangement for a while because they, they have such a delay in airing these episodes. But you see there, she does kind of lay the boundary. And I know a lot of fans have been pushing, even her sisters have been pushing over the last few years, during all of his cheating issues and all that, that she needs to have this boundary set. And look, everyone who we've been speaking to over the last few months have said they remain very good friends, they're co-parents, but they're not romantically involved. And this episode, at least, seemed to start to lay the groundwork
1: for that. Well, I think I think it didn't not just lay the groundwork, she set the rules. And I mean, I think the key moment is she when she says, I can't you. wait to see the completed project, meaning, get out, get out. <laughs> and she's saying to him, look, you are moving out of this house when your house is done. And I do love love, but my boundary is we're we're joined at the hip because of our kids. What's the status of his, you're right, because there's a delay in when they air these, has he moved out yet, or is he still actually in the, is he still working on his house?
2: No, as far as I know, he's been back in his house for quite a while now.
1: Oh, all right. It, so he did move out, and she stuck to what she said there. And it, so I got to say, because a lot of people would see that and say, oh, this is just some stuff she's saying for the show. Well, she is saying at the beginning for the show, because when she says, gee, what's the status of your house? That's a stagey kind of question, because you know, you that don't they, have, that's, not how you that's not how you have conversations. Right. But when she gets into it, and she starts explaining her position. That felt real to me.
4: My name is Sadia, and I'm calling from Philadelphia. I think that Chloe's awesome, but I also think that she needs to get him out of that house and keep him out that house. He has his own place to stay. He should not be living off of his kid's mom, whether they're co-parenting or not. They still have to stay um, respectable towards each other for the kid's sake, and he needs to go. He just needs to go. They. The Kardashians needs to stop letting people um, use and abuse them, and he's been using and abusing her for um, some time now. So, Chloe, you did the right thing for putting your foot down and letting them, you know, know that you want them out. If it was me, I wouldn't let them. Let, I wouldn't have never let them move in. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Well, the good and news that's is the is difference.
1: Right, that's she's the difference. Passionate, and she's doing it because she wants to. Of the teams. kids. And the good news is he is out. He's out. So. David Beckham's life is um, the subject of a pretty good uh, documentary, from what I hear. I've getting seen a l- it yet. A lot of good buzz. A lot of people talking about this. It is covers his entire life, from his childhood, his upbringing, to, of course, becoming a global superstar and being married to Victoria, um, posh Spice. And um, there's something they clearly disagree on, uh, because. Part of David's story is that he came from very humble beginnings. Which is um, true. Yes. Which is true. Absolutely, absolutely true. The question, what about Victoria? Right, because you look at Victoria and you think, oh, she's just always been posh. At least that's how we've always known her. So She tells a slightly different story. She thinks she came from a working class background. And David Beckham begs, begs to, differ. to differ and says... Begs to differ out loud in a very funny uh, way. Yeah.
2: I just fancied it, I mean, it was as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I think also we both come from families that work really hard. Both of our parents work really hard. We're very working, working class. Be, honest. I, I Be honest. honest. I am being what honest. I am being honest. What car did your dra- dad
0: drive you to school in?
2: So, my dad did, No, one answer. My dad- What well, car was it? All right, it's not a simple answer what because-
0: car, What car did you get your dad to drive
2: It you depends. To school
0: no, 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 no.
1: Okay, what in car? the 80s, what? my dad had a Rolls-Royce. <laughs> and he just dips out. He's like, all right, my work is done here. Game had uh, match, right? <laughs> not necessarily. I, I, listen, I, I, I was with her when she said we're both from families that work very hard. And he didn't say anything at that point. It's only when she said working class. Right. Working class and Rolls-Royce don't connect. Correct. You can be hardworking and have a, a That's Rolls right. Royce, but you can't but be you're working, not working class, class. and Rolls Royce. Right. Well, a
3: lot of people online are like really torn about this moment because some people are applauding David, saying like, "Good, he put her in her place, like made her tell the truth." But then, like, you have the other hand of like Spice Girl fans that are like, "Oh no, he better not try to come in there and tell her what to do because also." <sighs> Also, she has talked about this in the past. She has talked about how she was, like, a little embarrassed by her family's wealth, that her dad did have this roles back in the day, and that she would, like, beg her dad to drop her off, like, down the street from her school because she didn't want to pull up in it. But here's the thing. He did own a business which wasn't like you know it's not like he just sat back and relaxed like he did actually work he owned um, a wholesale business of electronic electronics he was a
1: hardworking right. guy he hard wasn't guy. a working class, working class guy class. and that's right. the difference it's like
3: but that's why she said like there's no there's not an easy answer like there's, yeah, there is no, there's no there's a totally easy
1: yeah. answer, easy answer. Don't he's a hard-working working guy but not a working class hard-working guy. guy very successful but david's parents on the other hand that's the way she should have I said it. I mean, these cars cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, but I don't, know it, don't know. I yes, know. it could have been a used one. I know. Yes,
3: it could have been, like, they, an older one.
1: But they cost so only $80,000 to $100,000. And, you know, and remember, this is back then that it cost that kind of money. So, look, I mean, no shade on her. It's really interesting that it seems like she doesn't want people to know because they right. think she's lesser if she came from some sort of money. Like her story's not as impressive. Right. If she came from money. That's That's, a weird thing. It seems like that's her. But that's a weird thing to me. It's a weird, I mean, yeah, you want to, you know, is she self-made, is she not self, I get it. But if you're, you know, from a family of means, hey, good on you, man.
4: Hi there, I'm Kate. I'm from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And David was really giving investigative journalism when he was crying on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, um, you know, Victoria was Posh Spice before she was ever Victoria Beckham, so good for her. And she's a Spice Girl at the end of the day. She she made her money herself.
1: That's true. But uh, so admit that you didn't come from a, you know, a, you were from a family that had some means. It's not a big deal. Okay, we gotta move on. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Joe Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's divorce, which has gotten pretty nasty up to this point, might have a window here to cool things down. Well, they could pull because a Kevin Costner out of this thing. Right, Exactly. And, and remember, that was the same thing with Kevin Costners that was extremely messy, uh, and then they reached a settlement. Like and that. Joe and Sophie are currently trying to do the same thing. Uh, they are in mediation, which started yesterday, uh, continuing today, and the hope here is that they can hammer out some details and figure out a way that they don't end up having to go in front of a judge. Look, here, here's, the, here's the thing. They have a prenup. And in the prenup, we're told that there is a provision that says, you guys will go to mediation to try and work out all your issues. So it sounds like that nobody's challenging the prenup that because they're doing this, they were in for 10 hours yesterday, they're back today. and. We're told that this is a global mediation, meaning it's not just about property. It's about custody, too. And you know that she wants a U.K. judge to handle it. He wants a Miami judge to handle it. Um, But ultimately what it's about is where are these kids going to be 12 months out of the year and how is it going to be carved up? And if 12 months get, out of the year you mean I was I'm, I'm, I'm meaning <laughs> that as kind of a cute statement right that's all the time but what they're gonna try and do is if they work it out it's not gonna matter which judge handles it because the judge is gonna sign off if it's a reasonable kind right. of thing. And so and they both agreed to it, so why wouldn't it? Yeah.
5: There's so much at stake here in this mediation. I mean, if it falls through, both of these parents are thro- taking out of their hands the ultimate resolution of where their child is right. gonna live. And either, you know, that's a it's a real existential threat to your relationship with your kid when they could be in Sophie's case in America for nine or ten months a year, and in UK, Joe's case the in the UK. UK yeah.
0: Well, no, no, yes, no, no the fear mm-hmm. that
5: they right. The, oh right, right, right. The fear right, right. that they have. So so it really there's so much motivation. For them to resolve this they both have that the fact they've been in for this long harvey i think is a good uh sign yep. that they both want to resolve it Yep. but the fact it's taken so long means it's really both parties may be dug in i mean well, most j- of what they're talking about
1: has to be just the kids right because they have a prenup they have a so prenup. the property and all that should be and they weren't married for that long right so they were married for four years or so but yeah it's it's clearly about the kids but jason i don't think the amount of time that you know we're talking what 12 15 hours this is complicated because the question is, how do you maintain two relationships on different continents when the kids have to go to school somewhere? How do you do visitation? So it becomes a very complicated kind of thing. But I think that the length of time, my gut tells me, mm, it's gonna it's gonna settle this week.
5: Yeah, so as someone who was going through divorce, uh, luckily we worked it out. Everything is good now, thank God. Something about divorce is that well, ugh, there's so much involved, the pettiness, the hard feelings, the contentiousness of it all. So I'm happy for them that they had this mediation clause in their prenuptial agreement. However, it doesn't mean that they're going to work it out. I mean, there's a lot riding on this, the egos. And I also think that Sophie didn't start off on the right foot um coming into it walking out of
1: Taylor Swift's apartment I mean of all the places she could have lived
5: at during this separation
1: <laughs> the kids are going to live with so, Taylor Swift oh, I don't know. They it out? we want to go with Aunt Taylor hey by the way by the way we're sending you a TMZ t-shirt because of all the Skypers this week that is the best composition shot that we've seen that's a beautiful shot with the with the art mm-hmm. and the and the flowers uh-huh, uh-huh. and the depth and the different colors excellent and the wedding ring congrats on saving your marriage
5: Thank you, thank you very much. But you know what, I do wish them all the best though. Mediation is so stressful, it's such a passive aggressive process also. But hey, four days should be enough for them to figure something out.
1: Yeah, all right. Commander has left the building. Uh, The Biden's dog, Commander, who you know, has had a lot of issues uh, with biting people in the White House and around the White House grounds. Well, it turns out there are even more incidents than even the ones that have been reported. What was reported was there were 11, 11 dog bites. And now it turns out there's more. They don't know the exact number or they haven't disclosed it yet. More than 11 dog bites of Secret Service agents, staff roaming around the residence quarter, the White House campus. This dog, we talked about it when there were seven bites and right. they said, oh, we're going to bring in a um, we're going to bring in a trainer. We're going to work with the dog. And the White House press secretary said, oh, it's a very stressful environment. Well, guess what? Bite, 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 bite more. And finally, they've said, all right, he's out of the way. White- he's no longer on the White House campus grounds. I would assume he's getting some sort of training somewhere. Well, are you, he's you, just you, going to go are, to the Biden's home in Delaware. I, I well, you're not suggesting they're going to bring him back to the White House you? I would hope not. I, I, I Let's bring in not. somebody who was there. there. Someone who's been at the White House, has been in this environment, uh, has worked with canines there. Not specifically with Commander, but uh, we've spoken to him before. Marshal Merarki, who is a uh, former Secret Service uh, Special Operations officer. Uh, and we've spoken to him about these conditions. The before. last thing we said was, I have a feeling we're going to talk to you again. And here we are again because there have been more bites. So, Marshall, welcome back to TMZ Live. And, of course, Hurricane, uh, your sidekick. How are you guys doing?
4: We're doing great. You know, I had a feeling we'd be back on. I just didn't know it would be this quick. Yeah.
1: So why did you have that feeling?
4: Well, you keep doing the same thing, you'll keep getting the same results. So, I mean, the dog needs some, some training and some help. It's, you know, it needed to be fixed. Obviously, now it sounds like yesterday the pup was picked up. So hopefully... We get some training, change up the environment, and hopefully we get a different outcome. If he does come back, I have a feeling he'll be back. Is there such a thing as,
1: can a dog cross a line where you just cannot be, the situation can't be fixed?
4: I mean, I I don't believe so. There's no bad dogs. It's just you have to put in more work. No different than when we get a Secret Service dog. You know, some dogs pick it up after a couple weeks, and other dogs you're talking a couple months. It just depends on... How much work you want to put in, but I I believe that it can absolutely be fixed. Well, Marshall, look, I, I'm a dog person too, and
1: I know dogs bite from time to time. And you know when you hear a one dog bite, that's one thing, and then the second bite, then it becomes really problematic. I've never heard of eleven plus bites. I mean, this, yeah, is, that, this, this is this is Never outside of the White House, this situation would never happen ever because if anybody, any normal citizen, had a dog that bit someone eleven times bit people 11 times, there would be steps taken.
4: Yeah, obviously this is a a different circumstance, but you know, the the number could be unlimited. If the dog's not getting corrected, then the dog doesn't know what he's doing. So the dog's essentially, you know, he's gonna bite someone every day if he doesn't know what he's doing wrong. That's why, you know, if the person walking the dog, if the dog's problem is fixed, which it very easily can be, if the person walking the dog is also trained and brought up to speed on that process and what to do when that happens, it can be fixed or the number would just, there'd be a number every day.
1: I I don't want to be contentious here, but remember when we last spoke, um, the White House had said they're bringing a trainer in to try and correct it. And I'm assuming that they did just that. I mean, they had an interest in doing that as well, but it didn't work. So, I mean, when you say it's easily corrected, they went that route, they tried that. I mean, at a point, Aren't there certain dogs that just have natural aggressiveness this way?
4: Yes. And that's why, you know, breed does play a part. Obviously, when I was at the White House with uh, Bush's Scottish Terriers and President Obama's Portuguese water dogs, we never had an incident. So breed does play a part in this, but it's just the starting point. That dog can can be it can be fixed. The problem can be corrected. I I don't know that they actually did have a trainer come in and train them. And even so, if they did, that's not how. The problem needs to be fixed the dog needs to be removed from the environment and needs to be independently trained by a third party for several weeks until they know the problem is fixed then you reintegrate and do that training at the white house slowly integrating with people testing the dog put them in situations that hasn't happened so you can't correct it that quick even if they did have someone come in for a day or two just walking around the white house i mean that the problem needs to be fixed and then the dog needs to be reintegrated that's the only way to stop this. don't you think
1: it's unfair to bring the dog back even if you're right that they can retrain the dog or train the dog because these people are have been living in fear for the, the staff, staff for yeah. two years and at a point you know when you say oh the dog's fine now well they said that you know, after seven bites. Is it really fair to bring a dog back into that environment under these circumstances?
4: I'm sure that it's hard to go to work for the staff and for the Secret Service. I would have to, yeah, I'd have to see it firsthand to know that that dog was 100% okay, but I, I would at least try, and if you have the right trainer and the right person is gonna be walking the dog, I do think it's fixable. If it's just gonna be a couple days and right back to the same old, no, that's not fair to the Secret Service. You know, my brothers and sisters are all still there, and it's not fair to the White House staff either. They're put in a very hard position as well, um, and a lot of people are scared of dogs, especially German Shepherds. So that it is a scary environment. No, it's not fair to them. Yeah. Well, Marshall, um, we
1: love having you on. Having- we hope we don't have you on on this issue again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we we love we love talking to you anytime we can, man. And by the way, for, we want to remind people. Uh, you've also founded Canines, uh, Canine K9 Hurricanes Heroes, um, which is a great org- nonprofit organization working with uh, dogs that have come out of the service. So, I hope you got some um, love from that. Uh,
4: the last time you were on, you took the words right out of my mouth. I wrote one of your producers after I've never seen an influx of donations like after your show. I mean, it was it was heartwarming. It really was. You know, every time I do something, we go right to the email. You know, see if anything came in. Uh, you almost shut down our website. It was so amazing. Your viewers—it just, just, just goes to show. You know, there's so many good people out there. They hear the stories, and just for you guys covering it again, um, thank you so much for doing that. That's thank you great.
1: for what you do. It's, it's, it's you, Marshall. But I think it's, it's also, it's really Hurricane. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's selling it, selling it just, over there. Just the guy who holds the leash and then who plays <laughs> with the kids. <football. laughs> Thanks, Marshall. All right, thanks. Okay, we are gonna take a break. All right, Uh, when we come back, uh, there is a crisis in Paris. that could be a crisis here very shortly because of Paris Fashion Week. Talking about bed bugs. Mm. There is an awful infestation in Paris and Paris Fashion Week descended and all those big time celebs are coming back to the States. There is a danger of this spreading here. Welcome back to TMZ Live. We, uh, we, meaning you and I, have often complained well, about. That's what we is. I mean, what, well, who I, else is I didn't here? mean you know the entire office because okay. I don't want to put this on. But we talk about the Fashion Week events. That it seems like there's a Fashion Week every week. Somewhere there is. Everywhere in the world. There is. That well, people just go around. They and finally drive. went too far. They probably should have called off the Paris Fashion Week, which just ended because ah, bed there bars. is an horrific bed bug infestation in Paris right now. Uh, and all, it doesn't matter how ritzy your hotel is. That is what gross. your accommodations are. <gasps> Did you see all those bed bugs? There are bed bugs in hotels, on the metros. Can I just cars, say that's that, that's a bug kill. Um, a bug kill? Yeah. I'm in mean a bug kill. A bug kill. But seriously, I wouldn't go to Paris if I, uh, because of this outbreak, well, uh, all lots of celebs we saw them were there in Paris for Fashion Week, and now, yeah, the concern is that they are coming back here. Uh oh. And
5: can they bring those bugs back? Of course they can. Absolutely. They definitely can. And my biggest fear, I know, Harvey, you just said that you don't want to go to Paris to not get bed bugs, but it sounds like these celebrities could be bringing back bed bugs to Los Angeles, to New York, and then it just, it's a rippling domino effect from there. And the then way suddenly, that
1: they tra- <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in Outbreak. 12 the, the, hours, 24 hours, 36 don't hours. Don't get me started. I love <laughs> Rene Russo so much. Oh, gosh. Oh. God, that helmet, and yeah. just and All takes right, the helmet dog. off, wow, I and her hair is perfect. I'm sorry
5: I mentioned Outbreak. It's this amazing, I love time. that movie. Anyway, I don't understand the reference here, but uh, what's interesting is that the bed bugs they travel in suitcases and suitcases, purses, so it's going to be attached to a lot of this stuff. Oh, that is that, just gross. Yeah, wow. It, it's Wow, that was a video
1: we did not need to see. God, can you ra- run that again? I mean, it's It off. was so sharp. It really is sharp. Wow. You can see how they bite. Is that 4K? What kind of cameras are they using? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God, look at that. So they can come back. It's very easy for them to to travel. No, but this is like serious. We're not not doing this as a joke. That happens where they you bring it back and there's an infestation. And Jacob, what what do the experts say? What should if you were in Paris, if you were a celebrity or uh, not celebrity, could have been someone there just checking out the fashions? What do you do when
5: you come back? I always had the understanding: if you th- have bed bugs or think you have bed bugs, you should burn all your clothes. No, you, no, that is, no, no. you don't. And that, that is, that set is, fire to that your is widely that is common advice. No, so it, it is should, not. It's not good no. advice. Well, well, the entomologist that we spoke with notes that, but says that that they won't have to do that. In fact, they will just have to, I guess, wash their clothes and then dry At them water. on high heat. Right. is why it is the way the of washing hot that water
1: looks. Well and look I mean like LA hot and New York be. they're huge cities and you think okay well they're just going to go to their home and and it'll be in their home and that's it but remember some of these people a few might be, years ago this was in New York City they had a, a bad bed right because you know what happens right. that some of them are going to be staying in hotels and if they bring if they if they bring luggage from Paris to New York or Los Angeles then the hotels get infested and then other places get infested from people who go visiting the hotels and that's the way this happens and then all of a sudden you know we need René Russo.
2: <laughs> uh this is Aaron from the Bronx and in regards to the entire bed bug thing it terrifies me because What's common knowledge about bed bugs is, as soon as you can see one or two, that means the problem is worse than you can possibly imagine. So I'm just kind of imagining millions of bed bugs running around movie theaters, shopping malls, targets, places where you buy a mattress. So everything about this is scary, and it just feels like news like this only means like it's a heads up, like hey, this is coming. Like we're still reeling from the psychological effects of a global pandemic and yeah. COVID. When they were talking about COVID and you know, across the sea, and now they're talking about this across the sea. So it just feels like, hey, uh, this is coming, by the way. So yeah. be ready for this to get here.
1: <laughs> you know the phrase that never made any sense when they say, "Don't let the bed bugs bite." How do you not? Right. You have, have no. You, sense. you have <laughs> no, no say in the <laughs> It made no sense, and, and, and everybody used to say that when I was growing up. It's like, how do you do that? You can't do that. Uh, we're going to move on. It means don't go to bed. Is what it means. Oh, okay. Uh, we're moving on. Yes, Drew Barrymore uh, has a big problem on her hands that I think was born out of... Remember a couple of weeks ago, she went back and forth... She jumped the gun. Uh, ...as to whether or not she was going to bring her show back without the writers. This is before the strike was uh, She said resolved. she was, then she got trashed, and then she said she was. wasn't. Well, and if she had waited a week, nobody would have known the difference. Right. But because she did announce she was going to come back, that uh, very clearly ticked off several of her writers, her three co-head writers... Um, Obviously, the writer's strike is over now. Drew's show is supposed to come back, not next week, the week after. But her three co-head writers have made it clear they will not be coming back to the show. And And it all has to do with... And you know what's really interesting about that is that these writers have really suffered for months and months and months. And a, mm, a lot of them, I would say most of them, are financially strapped. Yet, you know, if these writers were financially strapped, this is more important to them than that. And they're taking a stand. Yeah. It
2: seems to be a matter of principle for these three writers. They are not coming back because of the fallout of her deciding she would bring the show back during the strike and then coming back from that. But this is this is the consequence, and they want to make sure Drew feels that the, you weren't there for us in our moment of need, so now your show's coming back in uh, under two weeks, and you're not going to have your three top writers.
1: How many writers does she have? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> she has three head writers. Yeah, it's a good question.
2: These are the three head writers, but she may have an entire staff, but finding your three head writers who sort of set the tone of the show that you wanted to present, it's going to be not an easy role to fill. Yeah, my name is Chad. I'm out of D.C. I think this also demonstrates just the kind of power and confidence that people build during strikes and labor struggles. Um, Feeling more confident and more powerful in themselves in order to say, hey, I don't need this opportunity. You kind of said that you didn't need us. Uh, When you kind of came back without the writers, and so now the writers are are starting to oblige. And I think it's a really smart and astute point that people are willing to, who've been suffering financially, are willing to suffer even more uh, to kind of make this point now, um, which may not have been the case before the uh, the strike happened.
1: Okay, I'm sending you a t-shirt because um, smart and astute have never been words um, associated with me, so thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) You know, deservedly, uh, Taylor Swift and Beyonce have gotten a lot of attention for how uh, it's been said that they've changed the economy of the U.S. Billions. With these incredible tours that they've done here. Uh, The weekend not getting as much headlines for this, but I think people will pay attention. His show is very elaborate, and he is currently doing some shows down in South America, and the Folks in Colombia have taken notice of the number of jobs that have been created with just one show he did this week in Bogota and He's being celebrated for it as he should be.
5: Yeah, the numbers are crazy. So basically, the weekend worked with thirty-five different companies in Bogota, and just this one show generated fifteen hundred jobs for the concert. And now, and people are saying it's estimated around eight hundred million pesos in like boosting well, the economy. Pesos,
1: right. What's that translate?
5: I think it's just a little under two hundred thousand dollars. So it's honestly really impressive because you know you hear like when the World Cup or Olympics go to some of these smaller countries, it has you know negative impacts on the economy me, but here he is, you know, boosting it. So it's really, really cool.
4: Me and Chris Hightower from Danville, Illinois, unofficial TMZ live correspondent. And I think it's amazing what The weekend did. The Mr. I Can't Feel My Face raised so much money for that country, not just from buying its exports, but
1: from <laughs> importing its talent. And I think that's just something to be applauded. So hey, there, See you there. He I did. Columbia. I did. Um, by the way, that song, I just... I couldn't get that out of my head for three years. And now it's going to be back. And now you said back. that. Darn it. Well, at least I won't be singing the Jardian commercial. Uh, it is that time of the week, folks. Yes, your favorite time. Tim is here with his rejects. Tim, what do you What's got? What's going on, guys?
0: All right, so have you guys gone to uh, indoor skydiving, the tunnel? I haven't done it yet. I've been wanting to. I've seen it and I won't. Okay, well, <laughs> now in Abu Dhabi, it's the world's biggest yeah. indoor oh, tunnel. Of yeah, course. No, so no, of course. No, no, no. Of course it is. A, uh, an avenue for synchronized skydiving, and so what? these in professional the- skydivers are in the indoor tunnel, and they're doing their synchronized perfectly. Every moment that they do is like unbelievable.
1: I and would kill myself. Oh, you would. You would be <laughs> slammed I would up against so kill <laughs> myself. <laughs> so I would quickly. <laughs> I'd be like a fly that hit the wall. Yeah, but pretty much wow, cool they are able to a superhero uh, landing there. Yeah, nice. do the landing. So that's cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool.
0: Okay, next. All right. I know both of you guys work out, so I have a new workout for you guys. So you two plus seven of your closest friends um, get together. I don't even know what this workout is, but it, it involves core, I'm sure. So uh, just check this out. I don't know what's going on. What but is, oh my gosh. They're all, all gosh. holding on to each other with the top guys on Wait, the bar, of no, course. And I don't know really how this impressive. is possible, but it's, it's very cool, I don't, that I don't have know.
1: seven friends who can do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and but, I, but very no, impressive. Uh, yeah, but, me too. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay, that that's impossible. I have seven friends though, I just want to be clear. <laughs> Last yeah. one.
0: All right, well, if you thought that was impossible, this is not, so Harvey, next time you go to the lake instead of wakeboarding, water ski, whatever, just get a catapult. Um, and uh, <laughs> Yes, jump I like the where catapult. this is going. <laughs> uh, this guy's in the catapult. <laughs> oh and, uh, god, yeah. Uh, oh, Jumps no. out of the catapult and actually does some flips and lands perfectly in the water there. So, nice. Yeah, Harvey, uh, you could uh, do that. <laughs> Tim, uh, can lake. I
1: ask you a question? Right yeah. Really I'll serious. be the guy on no, the really other serious, side of the swing, all right? Sure. Are you trying to kill me? No, I'm just looking for just fun activities you to have fun, for you. fun, man. Visit. Yeah, just trying to have fun. I would fun. kill myself on all three
0: of the things <laughs> you do. They all do look fun, though, right? <laughs> yeah, until yeah. you die. Wow, well, there's that. Thanks, Tim.
1: All right, see ya. Wow. Oh, man. Literally, I would die on all three of those. I think, my, I, I think oh you could my pull God. off the ab thing. So Drake's new album uh, comes out tonight for all the dogs. Is that what it's called? Yeah, for all the dogs. Um, but uh, he dropped the first single uh, just last night. It is called 8 AM in Charlotte, and it comes with some good news about 21 Savage. We've been telling you, 21 Savage has been in this immigration battle. For years. It really has been, I think, five, Yeah, it's been five, years. it was before it's the six. pandemic. Long time. Uh, well, in 8 AM in Charlotte, we find out that um, it's all worked out for 21 after all these years. Savage got a green card straight out of the consulate. Where I go, you go, brother. with you go, Slavian. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that.
5: Yeah, so this came at the perfect time because Drake and 21 are on tour together and they are supposed to be in Toronto uh, this weekend. So now that he is no longer under this immig- immigration case, he can now go to Toronto. So fans should be happy for that. Um, we double-checked with DeKalb County uh, Clerk's Office to make sure that this was for sure true and they confirmed that the case is closed. So, so good for 21. A a so not just the
1: line in a Drake's office. Song. Not it just a line is. in a Drake
5: song, right. this is actually factual. He is a free man. Um, people That's didn't awesome. know, in 2019, um, he was a- arrested by ICE. Um, people didn't know that he was from London and he moved over here to the United States when he was nine years old. It and was a
1: weird arrest. It was, it was, it was very, very weird. weird and it was yeah. just,
5: for fans, we were just like, wait, what? He's not American, he's from the United Kingdom? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? But no, it's, uh, it's all cleared up, so he can go anywhere he wants to now.
4: Peace, it's the Kid, Ra, tapping in from Atlanta. Congrats to 21 Savage and his family. I mean, culturally, us men go through a lot. So it's lit and now he can travel the world and make money and to see his fans.
1: And he's not gonna be deported because that was an issue too, remember? Right. That was a big issue. Yeah. Okay. What else you guys want to talk about?
4: Hi, this is Kay from Birmingham, Alabama. Speaking on the OnlyFans story. So I kind of agree that you should be able to do what you want to do outside of work, but at the same time, if you represent a business or law enforcement, you kind of have to abide by those rules.
1: Yeah, but we don't know what the rules are. I mean, so I that's mean, the thing. There, there is a rule, but it, it certainly sounds like it was written more for a strip for a club. a strip club or something like that. Right. Uh, uh, anyway, hmm. one more.
5: Hi, my name is Lexi in Columbus, Ohio. Um, the whole situation with Chloe and Tristan living
4: together—I don't know. That's just a little bit crazy. I don't know their personal and private, you know, life outside of the media. Maybe they have came to like an agreement where they could be chill and coexist together and co-parent. Uh, if that's working for them, that's good.
1: Well, it seems to be working. It well, to be working although right she does want him out. But it's a lot better than Croy and Kim, is what I got to say. Everything's better than Croy and Kim. Right. Only ballers in the house last night uh, for Selena Gomez. Do you get the reference? For Selena Gomez's... Yes, for her fundraiser for her Rare Impact Foundation. Speaking of ballers, guess uh, who? Guess who was uh, one of the auctioneers? Martin Short. Oh, there you I go. So we had to tie it together there. Mm-hmm. Her only murders in the building uh, co-star, and uh, they raised a lot of money, in particular for a pair of uh, Taylor Swift tickets that were up for auction. So they were going for five grand. Started at five. The bids kept going. Martin did a, a good job as auctioneer and uh, got it up to. $15,000 for two Taylor Swift tickets anywhere that she's performing and she she, she ba- Yeah, she basically said, look, you do the auction. I'll find the seats for you. Yep. The thing about it that's crazy is that some of these tickets are going in that range just by scalpers. Right. And it's it's so, insane. So you bought market value and you helped the charity. 15000 so. and you paid retail. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> See you tomorrow.